Welcome to Kodesh Louisville. We invite you to personally discover the life-changing impact of the Word of God as you listen to this message by Reverend Harold Eddie He serves as a reverend in the United Denominations, originating of the Lighthouse Group of Churches, with over 3,000 branches worldwide. Reverend Harold currently pastors the Louisville Branch, a vibrant church located in the Kentucky area. We believe this message will give you the grace to strengthen your Christian life. Now listen to Reverend Harold. Amen. We just want to pray a little bit. We've been studying about walking worthy of our calling. Amen. What it means, Ephesians chapter 4. If you can put it up for us. Paul said, I, the prisoner of the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Hallelujah. Amen. Therefore, I, the prisoner, New Living Translation says, Therefore, I, the prisoner, for serving the Lord, hallelujah, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling. For you have been called by God. Hallelujah. Amen. That we must walk worthy of the calling that is upon our lives because God has called us. Amen. Many of us, we have been called. But I want to pray tonight and ask the Lord, Lord, may I live a life that is worthy. Whatever I do, let it be pleasing to you. Hallelujah. Because what is a life if the life that you are leading is not pleasing to your master? Amen. Then that life is worth nothing. Hallelujah. Because Bible says that at the end, not everyone who say, Lord, Lord, shall enter. Hallelujah. It's only those whose life have been pleasing to the Most High. So we want to pray tonight and ask the Lord, the Lord, help us so that we will live a life that is worthy of our calling. Why I still live, may I live a life that is worthy of this such great honor that you have done to me as we talk many people are losing their lives amen many people are passing from this life to another life it is not because you are special that is why you are standing here but it's because god has shown us mercy amen having received this mercy as we receive the word the ministry the grace of god the message of god has come to us as god has called us even into his vineyard to be laborers together with him for we are his workmanship created in christ jesus unto good works where the bible says that he foreordained god called us and god has made it possible for us to come before him so i want you to lift up your voice and pray and ask the lord pray for yourself ask the lord the lord help my life to be worthy help me to live a life that is pleasing to you help me to live a life that will bring honor to your name lift up your voice and talk to him Talk to him, O oh God. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you, O oh God, that you have saved me. I thank you, O oh God, that you, O oh God, in the name of Jesus, you have shown me mercy. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 1, it says that finally, brothers, we ask and we encourage you in the Lord Jesus Christ to live in a way that is pleasing to God as you have received from us 
this is how you already lived so should so should do so all the more so that it said that i encourage you to live a life that will be pleasing to your father in the mighty name of jesus talk to him talk to him talk to him about your life commit your life to him pray to him talk to god talk to god tonight just talk to him that father i may live a life that is worthy of my calling my god wherein thou have called us you have called us oh god you have given us this noble profession you have given us oh god this noble task you have given us oh god this opportunity that we may do something for you my god that we may work for you that oh god will be a people of God that you have chosen we are a peculiar people my God a people that you have separated a people that you have called and you have called to yourself therefore tonight we come we say that oh God may we walk worthy of the calling that is upon our life walk worthy loving God and doing his will the Bible tells us that all that we must do is to fear God and to keep his commandment that is the call of God upon our life we have not been bought with any corrupt corruptible seed but the seed that is incorruptible the blood of jesus christ he has purchased us and he has made us he has adopted us to be true sons therefore we have been chosen we have been specifically chosen just to yield ourselves unto him so tonight pray and ask the lord the lord help me to walk worthy walk worthy worthy oh god worthy oh god in the mighty name of jesus somebody this is an individual prayer talk to the lord teach me to walk worthy help me to walk worthy that I may walk worthy of you I make work worthy of this noble calling my God my God my God help us oh God as your people and help us as your church for God has made it possible he has made it possible that even as he has taken the foolish things of this world to confound the wife that we would not deserve anything we that many look down upon the Lord has shown us mercy we have received mercy from him and we have the opportunity even to do something with our life therefore thank the lord thank the lord for this opportunity to serve for this opportunity to be in this house for this opportunity even to lift up your hands and put your hands to the plow oh my commit yourself commit yourself commit yourself commit yourself as the lord the father whatever calling whatever calling oh god that you have called me lord help me to walk worthy help me to walk worthy my god make my calling sure as the lord the lord knows them that are is the calling of the lord is without repentance ah so lift up your voice and ask him the lord your calling is without repentance maybe i've backsliding a little bit maybe I've put certain things to the side but I know that your mercy I know that your mercy is able oh God to restore that privilege to me back therefore tonight oh God I pray I pray and I pray and I pray and I pray lift up your voice and pray as the Lord the Lord give me another chance to walk worthy before you to walk worthy and to do that which you have called me to do Mandelebokazian Nelebe Ringamosie Kelebosheh Ringamosie Nelebe 
Rembambele bosha katana Rebaka zori batera batana Rebando roboshe kayande Rimakabosi endelebelebe Rimakabore bashanda la masha Rekamasala bababa Rekamasale balaba Pray that the church of God Pray that the church of God The church is all the only institution That has been left on this earth To be the salt unto this earth Many are the things that are going wrong Many are the things that the enemy is doing But we are going to pray That the church of God Here on earth Will walk worthy Of the purpose for which we are the church The church is the body That Christ has left here To affect and impact this world Pray, pray, pray Pray for the church of God At large Wherever the church of God is That the church of God will walk worthy For the purpose for which God has saved and place that here on them until the work on earth is done he has also left his holy spirit to enable us to do the work pray 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 and ask the lord alone my god let the church work worthy let the church work worthy let the church not lower the standards let the church not walk away from spirituality to carnality but oh god let it come to pass let it come to pass that the church will still be on fire the church will still be the light the church will still be the top salt in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, we bless your name, oh God. We bless your name, O God. Ramban ke selebe kangalaba, inema kasale bayanda, rebangale mashoteleme, emakaya salemalama, rambengalama shandelebe, rebakabasalaba. Your zeal, pray for your zeal, that God will revive your zeal. He will revive your zeal for Him. He will revive you to love Him even deeply, deeply. The greatest commandment is we will love the Lord our God with all our heart, our soul, and our mind and with our strength um, therefore pray that god will stir up a zeal in you that you will love god you will love god above all things you will seek the lord above all things in the mighty name of jesus like a battery that needs to be charged this evening you are asking the lord recharge me recharge me to love you wherever oh god wherever oh god that we are falling oh god in the name of the from our love for you my God, give us a zeal to love you and stay up, oh God. Stay up and love for you like never before. Oh, masile mashangale mashandala baba. Rimakaya sole mashandala baba. I will love you, Lord, my strength. Tell the Lord, and I will love you, oh Lord, my shield. I will love you and I will love you, oh Lord, my rock, oh, forever all my day, I will love you, Lord, sing it again, I will love you and I will love you, oh Lord, my strength, oh, I will love you and I will love you, oh Lord, my shield, I will love you and I will love you, oh Lord, my rock, oh, forever, all my days, I will love, sing it again, I will and I will love you, oh Lord. 
purpose to love you and I will love you alone and I shall I will love you and I Take joy, my King, in everything that we do as your people and as your church. Let our lives bring you pleasure. Let our lives bring you honor. For you made us, Lord, that we may bring you pleasure. Mm. Oh, yes, we bless your holy name. In Jesus' name. You are great. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Sing it again. Let it be a sweet, sweet song. Let it be a, let it be a sweet. Let my heart. Let my heart, let my heart, yeah, let it be a sweet, oh sweet, let it be a, let it be a sweet, oh sweet, 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 sweet,
Heavenly Father, help us. For who are we without you? May our life be a sweet fragrance, Lord. May our offering, O God, be like Abel's offering that rose up with an aroma, Lord, that, O God, was acceptable by you. Teach us to walk worthy. Holy Spirit, help us to walk worthy. Father, in whatever way we have disappointed you, may you forgive us. Tonight, forgive us as a church and help us to do just a little bit more, attempting great things for you. We thank you and we bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let it be as sweet, oh sweet. Let it be, let it be a sweet, sweet, oh, sound. Let it be a sweet, let it be a sweet, oh, sweet. Let my life be, let it be a sweet, oh, sweet, sweet sound. In your Revelations chapter 4 and the verse 11. Anybody who is sitting in the third row, you are out of coverage area. Brother, please come in the coverage area. Those who are at the back, they have an antenna that is powerful. Amen. Hallelujah. AJ, you are out of coverage area. Amen. Revelations chapter 4 and the verse 11. We have been studying about what? Walking worthy. Amen. Amen. But in Revelations chapter 4 and the verse 11, it says what? Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they were and are created thou art worthy O Lord to receive glory and honor and power for thou hast created all things thou art created some things handsome people are created by God ugly people are created by the devil is that what the Bible is saying for thou hast created all things and for thy pleasure they are and were created. So I was created to bring God pleasure. Amen. So walking worthy of my calling means that the thing that I do with my life, that it brings my creator pleasure. Amen. Hallelujah. That whatever I do, whatever I say, it is that it will bring my savior pleasure hallelujah what this one says that thou art worthy O lord to receive glory and honor and power that one he is worthy of it all but then it's also explaining that he created all things for his pleasure he is already worthy to receive glory and honor and all power but everything else must do the same thing to bring him honor, to bring him what? What is due him. Hallelujah. So one of our main prayers will be the Lord, that my life will be pleasing to you. 
that I would walk worthy of my calling. What, why am I alive? Why am I here? Why are you here? Amen. Hallelujah. That we may bring in pleasure. Can I have an amen? Everything else we are doing at our job place is just a benefit. Last, time, last week I told you that your wife, your wife is not for you. Your wife is for our benefit. As she was leading worship, it's for our benefit. Can I have an amen? amen? So don't keep her to yourself so that she can only sing solo for you. Release her so that she can sing solo to be a blessing to people. Because God blesses you that you may be a blessing. Hallelujah. Whatever I have, whatever you have, that you may walk worthy of him. And when you walk worthy of him, you bring him pleasure. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You bring him pleasure. Even when you are falling, you get up and say, Lord, forgive me. You bring him pleasure. Hallelujah. Because there's nobody here who can say that you've never fallen before. If you have never fallen before, you have magic. So come and teach us. Is there anybody here who has not fallen before? If you say you have not fallen before and you are married, you fell for your wife. Amen. You fell in love, so you have fallen before. How many of us have never fallen in love before? You are walking in love. Yeah. Hallelujah. So today we want to continue. Amen. We want to continue. Hallelujah. We want to continue. Today I want to talk to us about something really special still in that same vein of walking worthy. Today I want to talk to us about how to find your life's work. How to find your life's work. Hallelujah. How do you find your life's work? Amen. Everybody has a life's work. Amen. A work that you were created to do. To bring God what? Pleasure. Amen. Hallelujah. And if you have a life's work, it means that that work, after you have accomplished what you are supposed to do, is supposed to bring God what? Pleasure. Because we're created to bring him what? Pleasure and to bring him honor. Amen. So how to find our life's work. Hallelujah. Your life's work is a gift from God. Amen. Your life's work. Every time I say that, the person that made an iPhone knows exactly what an iPhone should do. But a lot of us buy iPhones and the only thing that you do is to use it to take pictures and to say, hello, just to receive calls. But in addition to that, iPhone can do a whole lot. This is actually an office in your pocket. Amen. But until you know how, or until you have consulted the manual, the person that made it, you will be underutilizing this. Hallelujah. So your life's work is a gift that God has given to you. Amen. And many people, many people would be surprised to find out that the work that you are actually doing now is not your life's work. Yeah. The work that you are doing now is actually not your life's work. I say it's just a bonus. It's a benefit. Can I have an amen? amen. Hallelujah. But your life's work is a gift that God has given to you. And that gift, eh, it helps you to have a lot of energy to still move forward. 
Is there anybody here that you have been going to work? Sometimes when you, are go, you go to work, you, you are bored with your work. Is there anybody here? Sometimes actually you are doing the work. It's paying the bill. But you now you know that this thing that I'm doing, it is not my life's work. What a shock. Brato, you know what I'm talking about. I'm preaching. I feel you. You are preaching. I'm preaching. Hallelujah. Without the gift of work, many will be what? Listless, lacking the energy and vitality of life. When you find your life's work, you rise up with joy. When you find your life's work, every time you have enough energy. The reason why the work that you are doing now, every time you go, you have cold feet. You move your feet like that. The only thing that encourages you is that at the end of the day, when all is said and done, Uncle Sam, Friday, payday Friday. Last Friday was a lot of people here, your payday. Some people are paid weekly. Some people are paid monthly. Some people are paid daily. (laughs) Hallelujah. Are you still here? Hallelujah. So it is the work God has given us to do that energizes us. Hallelujah. As soon as you find your life's work, you realize that a lot of energy will come to your life. A lot of strength. It's as those people who, you know, we play instruments. Every time you get on the instrument, you see the joy and the excitement. It's part of your life's work. Anytime that you're about your father's business, don't say, hey, when we went to church, pastor said we should not work again because it's not our life's work. That's not what I'm saying. It is a fringe benefit. But when you actually find your life's work, you realize that your life's work will bring you zeal, energy, purpose, vitality. Everything that you do, that is what you live for. That is what you live for. Anyone who has obeyed the call of God upon their life, they will tell you. And Bishop Dag would always tell you. That one, one man of God, I heard I said that he, he felt that if he, he doesn't obey God, he would die. Can I have an amen? I'm talking to somebody. I could be talking to myself. Hallelujah. When you find your life's work, Pastor Hans, the latest pastor in town. Just Sunday was appointed Pastor Hans. And then Lady Pastor, Lady P. Lady Pastor Nana is also at the back. Just this Sunday they were appointed as pastors. Can you show us pictures? Get some pictures. You show it to us. The reward for hard work is more work. You have to plant more churches. Send your two members to go and plant churches. And then you build your church. You have a job. Hallelujah. Are you still here? It is difficult to spend all your energy doing something that you know is a waste of time. See, a lot of us, the work that we do, you know that it's a waste of time. It is only the paycheck because God... Brother Gava, why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? No, I just... You know, it's... I'm dialing your number. Seriously speaking, there's a vacuum in man that only God can fill. And after that, that's when you become saved. After that, 
there is a purpose of God in you that until that is fulfilled, you can run, 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 run. But every time around, when you come to the place where that purpose can be fulfilled, it gives you a lot of energy. We get tired throughout the day, but when we come here Wednesday and then you go out, it's like a reset button has just been pushed. When you come back Sunday, it's like a reset button has just been pushed. There is a purpose. Your life's work is where you, the energy, your, your energy is revitalized. People that are in the world, when they go to the club, then their reset button is pushed because that's where they go. Satan feeds them with more wickedness. But you and I, it is the house of God that makes a difference for us. Hallelujah. I just want to tell you quickly, seven things you must know about work before we, we, we look at seven things you must know about work. Amen. So you don't misunderstand me. Know that work is better than rest. No matter what, work is better than rest. Don't be lazy. Rise up and then work. Can I have an amen? Work is better than rest because God worked what? Six days. God, God himself, he worked what? Six days and he rested only one day. Six to one. So work is better than what? Rest. Can I have an amen? Work is better than what? Rest. So you must work hard and rest very little. Amen. Don't rest six days and work one day. You are changing things. Even God, he works what? Six days and rested one day. Exodus chapter 20 and the verse 11. Number two, understand why too much rest is a negative thing. Give us Proverbs chapter 6 verse 10 to 11. Proverbs 6, 10 to 11. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 10 to 11. Hallelujah. Too much rest is a negative thing. Why is that the case? Proverbs chapter 6, 10 to 11. It says, Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, and what? And a little folding of their hands to sleep, so shall thy what? Poverty come as one that what? Travel it. And I want what? As an armed man. A little sleep, a little slumber. When you have to work, work. When you have to study, study. When you have to do whatever you have to do, do it. Because there is a time and a season for everything. I was saying that, you see, a point in time can you realize that everything that you have acquired up until now was necessary for the work, your life's work. Whether you are a professor, you are a doctor, you are an engineer, all that is necessary for your life's work. Hallelujah. Because God also needs intelligent people. Can I have an amen? A little sleep, a little slumber. And your poverty shall come. They said that it shall come like what? An armed man. Armed man. <laughs> Number three, quickly. Are you still here? Know that happiness at work is one of the gifts of God. Happiness at work is one of the gifts of God. Hallelujah. Happiness at work. Write it down. Ecclesiastes chapter 5 and the verse 19. Happiness at work is one of the gifts of God. Amen. Ecclesiastes 5 19. Every man 
also to whom God has what? Given riches and wealth. And has given him what? Power to eat thereof. And to what? Take his portion and to rejoice in his labor. So happiness is God who giveth. Amen. There is a man that worketh hard but has been deprived the ability to eat of it. You are working hard but every time, at the time you finish, as soon as they pay you, then the phone call comes. And you have to take all the money away. But when God gives you the ability to rejoice and to enjoy the riches, it is a blessing. May you receive that blessing in Jesus' name. May you receive, may you enjoy the fruit of your labor. Hallelujah. Enjoy the fruit. Rejoices in his labor. This is the gift of God. You actually enjoy it. And you enjoy the work you are doing. And then also you enjoy the fruit of your labor. Hallelujah. I tell you, rejoicing in the heart. Amen. May God never deprive us of enjoying life. Enjoying life. Hallelujah. Are you still here? Number four. Know the thing that takes away the joy of work. Know what takes away the joy of work. Hallelujah. Know what takes away the joy of work. Songs of Solomon 2 and the verse 15. Know the thing that takes away the joy of work. Hallelujah. The thing that takes away the joy of what? Work. Hallelujah. Takes away the joy from your work. Hallelujah. Number four. Number five. Let's write it down quickly. It is possible to work without craving for leave. <laughs> a lot of us you are looking forward to that two weeks vacation all the time July 4th <laughs> that's the next it is possible to work and not crave for leave or crave for vacation can I have an amen it's like you are working as hard as you can it is possible John chapter 9 and the verse 4 John chapter 9 and the verse 4 he said, I must work the work of him that what sent me. While it is day, the night cometh when no man can work. That's the joy. Because a time is coming, bro. You cannot work. That's your life's work. You enjoy to do it. In the morning, you are about it. In the evening, you are about it. At midnight, you are about it. It is possible not to, 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 to be there and then think, when is the next vacation? When is the next holiday? Some of us, from the beginning of the year, we begin to find out which holiday is next. It's a sign that that is not your life's work. Because your life's work, Jesus Christ said that what? I want to do the work of he who has sent me. It's like, I always, in the morning, because a day is coming, you cannot do it. I'm about my father's business. That was his life's work. May God help us to find our life's work. Are you still here? Number six. Keep searching till you find your life's work. Esther chapter 4 and the verse 14. Esther, she kept searching until she found her life's work. 
Keep on searching. It will take multiple tries, but as you continue to try, someday you will find it. Can I have an amen? Someday you will find it. Hallelujah. I say someday you will find it. Do you want to find your life's work? Someday you will find it. It shall come to pass that you will find it. Amen. And I pray that it will be soon. Hallelujah. Because time is not on our side. Number seven. Decide to work rather than to play or to rest. Nehemiah chapter four and the verse six. Hallelujah. Are you still here? So these are just a few things that we must know about work in general. We say that what? Work is better than rest. We said, understand why too much rest is negative for you. Know that happiness at work is one of the gifts of God. God gives you the gift to be happy at what you are doing. And then we also said that what? Knowing the things that take away the joy of your work is very important. Once you know it, you'll be able to make that cautious effort to fight it. Amen. Hallelujah. And then also five, we say that it is possible to work without craving for leave. Amen. Wanting to take vacation quickly. Keep searching till you find your life's work. And then decide to work rather than to play and what? To rest in Nehemiah chapter 4 and verse 6. Okay. So now, seven ways to identify your life's work. This is the one you have been waiting for. Seven ways to identify your life's work. 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 Number one, your life's work will give a new meaning to your life. Hallelujah. Pray that you find your life's work. Because when you find your life's work, AJ, it will bring a new meaning to your life. All of a sudden, life means something different. Hallelujah. When that thing happens, your life is no longer driven by money. L'argent. The life is no longer, a lot of us, our lives are driven by money. Can I have an amen? Is it true or is it not true? Our lives are driven by money. Vince, is it true or is it not true? Is it true or no true? <laughs> true. Hallelujah. If you find your life's work, it brings new meaning. Whether you be paid or you will not be paid, still, you enjoy what you are doing. Hallelujah. It makes you selfless. It makes you so committed to what you are doing. It's like, when you find your life's work, there is a lot of meaning in your life. Meaning, it brings a purpose. It brings, a, I mean, you, you, you are satisfied with what you are doing. Watch it. Anything, if money drives you, if money is the driving force, it means that that thing that you are, Satan is controlling you. Amen. Hallelujah. If you are the type of person where if you, you hear that this same job, when I go, I move from this speaker to here, they are going to add another $1,000. Then you just abandon this one and move here in spite of loyalty 
or whatever has benefited you from here. Money is what is controlling you. Can I have an amen? And it's a dangerous thing for you to allow your life to be controlled by money. Can I have an amen? Because no one can serve God and mammon, right? Mammon, that unrighteous mammon, which is money, no one can serve it. Hallelujah. Money is good, but the love of money is what is the root of all evil. Hallelujah. So love money. Did I say right? <laughs> Somebody say yes, yes. No, money is good, but the love of money is what? The root of all evil. Hallelujah. Small money can cause somebody to kill somebody for no reason. But that shall not be our story. Amen. Are you still here, somebody? If you are here, say amen. amen. So your life's work gives you a new meaning. Begin to find something that will bring a new meaning in your life. Your life's work. Your life's work. Pastor Hans, your life's work will bring a new meaning in your life. Number two, your life's work is something God has called you to. Your life's work is something God has called you to. Many people will not say that the job you are doing now, God has called you to it. AJ, can you say that? You can, why can't you say that? No, say that again. Because what? You didn't get your job that you like to do yet. How many of us here have found their job they would like to do yet? Everybody's hands are down. Your life's work is something God has called you to. A lot of people work in the health field. Doctors, nurses, and all those things. Hallelujah. If truly you are obeying your calling, a lot of people will care for people. It is a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a life's work God has given to them. Very passionate. I mean, selfless. Hallelujah. Seriously, when you see somebody who truly has a heart to care for people, you just know that this person is different from this person who is doing the same job but comes only for the fringe benefits. Can I have an Amen. Hallelujah. John chapter 4, 34. Jesus Christ said unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. Hallelujah. So I'm saying that your life's work is something God has called you to. Our meat is to do the will of the Father. Amen. Our meat is to do his will. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, anything that God has called you to, when you get there, it brings you satisfaction. You, you can taste it and you can know it. Hallelujah. Amen. It's a small church. We have come to work for God, work for God, work for God. That is the main thing. Can I have an amen? That's the main thing. When all is said and done, working for God is the main thing. Do you know that when you read Revelations, as the word of the Lord came to the churches, all the seven churches... He started by saying that I know your works. It means that he didn't say that I know your car. I know your salary. I know your horses. He said, 
I know your works. So one thing that I know for sure that God is monitoring in our lives is our works. Read Revelation. I know your works. I know how that you love God and then you hate people who are hypocrites. Then he goes back and said, but I have one thing against you. So the works that they have been doing, there is a but. It means that God is constantly monitoring our works. When we appear before God, it is our works that would follow us. Can I have an amen? amen? Let's pray that we find our life's works. Some of us sitting there, we are preachers. That is our life work. Amen. When you find your life work, when you find your life work, and as though we all have to be preachers, still, you can do whatever you are doing, but when you find your life work and you are, I mean, people around you cannot help it but become saved. I think, I tell you, it will bring a, a fulfillment. Hallelujah in your life. Number three. Hmm. Your life's work is something that you will not hate. You never hate it. Amen. Sometimes you feel like, Charlie, your job, right? Your job, you don't like it. Right? I mean, it's everyone here. Right? Sometimes you feel like your job, you don't like it. Amen. You don't hate it because it pays the bills. But you don't really like it. Can I have an amen? Because the bills have to be paid. For that one, the bills have to be paid. Can I have an amen? That's why Solomon in Ecclesiastes chapter 2, 17 to 18. Solomon said, I hate the work. He, he said, I hate my work and I hate my life. In Ecclesiastes chapter, seven, uh, chapter 2, 17 to 18, he says that, Therefore, I hate life because the work that is wrought under the sun is grievous unto me. For all is vanity and vexation of spirit. Yea, I hate my labor, which I have what? Taken under the sun, because I should what? Leave it unto the man that shall be after me. Yeah. For we came into this world with nothing. And it is for sure that we are not taking anything out of this world. Some of us are building mansions where you come from. And you are living in an apartment where you live. Only for somebody to just relax in it and to insult you. Don't take it personal. Don't take it personal. But that's why Solomon said that this is vexation of spirit. It is like that the whole thing is vanity for me to work, work, work. Because God blessed the guy. I mean, I tell you, there is nobody that was more richer than Solomon. There's nothing, nobody. Nobody. And even God was talking about the lilies of the valley and was describing them. He said that even all these things, they are clothed by God. In spite of even Solomon's riches and wealth, they cannot be compared with the lilies of the valley because he is the God who takes care of them. It's vanity. It's vanity. Only to come to realize that everything that you have been doing is only to live for the next person who comes, they throw their leg like that. Say, 
Where is the paycheck? Yeah. Find your life's work. Can I have an amen? So that you don't hate it. But at the end of the day, that life's work is going to be a blessing. Amen. Sort yourself out where you live. Don't just spread the riches, spread the love. One brother, I heard a story recently. The guy sent all his money to his own father. Asomwa. His father was just chewing the money like that. After 10 years, when he decided to go back, only to find out that the pictures they have been showing him were somebody's building. It's like they pass back and they do clack, clack, and then they, they was up. Then he's, he's happy. One brother, I heard the story in London. He had come to work proper and accumulated wealth. The night before he traveled, he worked all night. And then when he went to sit on the train, he was taking the tube to go and catch his flight. Then when he went to sit down, he put his hand and everything. It's like, you know, a hen that is covering the chicks. He just put his hand on the thing like that. And then he slept. He passed his stop. By the time he got to the very last stop, people have taken all the luggages away and he was like that. All his life's work had gone down the drain. This is a true story. How do you account for this? But it's all vexation of spirit. It's, it's, it's vanity. Solomon said that he's, I've, I've tasted all. I mean, he's had women. He's had riches. He has had wealth. So if you don't find your life's work, you come to the point that you will just come to realize. But you see, your life's work, eh, no matter what you do here, the reward is not here. It is when you get up there that you begin to see the mansions. You begin to see what you have done here. That is the life's work. That is what God wants us to. Everything that is here is a benefit. It's a benefit. Be rich here. Be, be, but still, your life's work is to be about your father's business. May God open our eyes to that truth. For Solomon, Solomon, he was rich. Oh. He was rich. I'm telling you, Solomon in all his wisdom and everything that he had, I mean, it's just foolishness under the sun. Only to rise up, to go to work, to make money, to come and pay for the house so that you can sleep for a few hours and get up and go to work, to go and make money, to come and pay for the house so you can pay for, sleep for a few hours. Then you go. It's a cycle, a cycle, a cycle that is worthless. Except you inject your life's work in there. Do something for God. Be about your father's business. Begin to participate in the things of God. That is the only time your life will have meaning. Hallelujah. Are you still here or you have gone home? I tell you, I tell you. Queen Margaret of Scotland, at the end of her life, she said, shame on life end of her life she said shame on life because everything that she did she realized that it amounted to nothing become a millionaire and see when on your deathbed you can have all the money 
and you cannot do anything for yourself. On a dirty bed, you can trust not in your riches, trust not in your wealth, trust in your life's work. What God has called you to, there's something God has called you to do, only you can do it. If you don't do it, he may consider somebody else. That's your life's work. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is somebody still here? That's your life's work. Solomon said, it's all vanity. Queen Margaret said that, shame on life. What are you going to see at the end of your life? Remember Bishop saying that William Carey, he finally said at the end of his life that everything that I desired to do was accomplished. Whatever he wanted to do, it was accomplished. He lived a fulfilled life. He can look back and say that at the end of the day, when you arrive there on your deathbed, may it be that you will look back and your entire family, everybody is saved. Then the things that you have done for God, they have survived. The fruits that you brought forth, the fruits have remained and the fruits are also working. May that be our story. May it never be that you look back and you regret on how that you should have done A, B, and C. Can I have an amen? Number four. We should finish quickly. Number four. In your life's work, you will enjoy the reward of your labor. Amen. You would what? Enjoy the reward of your labor. Hallelujah. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, the verse 13. You will enjoy the reward of your labor. Mm. Hallelujah. Say that. And also that every man should eat and drink and enjoy the good of all his labor. It is the gift of God. It's the gift of God. You cannot even enjoy when your salary comes. Your mortgage, your children's daycare, your gas. You fill your gas, you fill your wife's gas. What else? You do grocery. You go to the barber. LG&E water. You cannot even enjoy. But may we enjoy the fruit of our labor. Drink. Enjoy. Eat. Right? Oh, eat. Make merry. You eat what you, you want to eat. You can't eat what you everyday noodles. Everyday noodles. Why? Everyday noodles. Every day, you go, you look at the thing, you look at it, and say, "Oh, this is no good." This is not because it's because you cannot afford it. That is why I say it's no good. What a blessing! In your life's work, money will no longer drive you. I mentioned that in your life's work, money will no longer drive you. You're satisfied doing the will of God. Amen. In your life's work, money will no longer drive you. I work for God. I serve the Lord because I love him, not because somebody's paying me. That will be your story. 
and I want to do this. I want to make this sacrifice. I want to give this to support the work of God. Not for somebody to say that, oh, sister, you have done well, or brother, you have done well. But it's because I love God. Hallelujah. In your life's work, money will not be the thing that is driving you. Anytime you are doing something, and it's the money that is driving you, it is not your life's work. It means there is something else you need to look for. Your life's work has eternal rewards, not earthly rewards. Hallelujah. So everyone here must do something with his life. Do something with your life. Nana, do something with your life. For God. Not for your beloved. For God. Amen. For God. Not for your wife. For God. Some of us have great plans for our spouses and our beloveds and our future. But in that plan, God is not there. You have big plans. Vince, big plans. When I'm driving in my two kids, O'Neill, Chantel, and Shekwina, she's in the middle. Then you are driving. Then as you are driving, stop it. Stop it. That's your plans. How about God? Where is God in the picture? Let's finish up. Number five. We said what? Your life's work, money will no longer drive you. Number six, your life's work. In your life's work, you will not labor in vain. You know that every work that we are doing here on earth, we labor in vain. Everybody that sit, is sitting here, do not take, do not, do not feel that you are the most valued worker at where you are working. It's a deception. Do you know that? It's a deception. The day they would decide to downsize, it's only your name that will come up. And there's always somebody who can do exactly what you are doing in the secular world, but your life's work, you are the only one, probably, that God is still counting on. Can I have an Amen. There can only be one Billy Graham's. There can only be one Doug Ward Mills. There can only be one Rehard Bonke. There can only be one Pastor Harold. There can only be one Pastor Hans. There can only be one. There can only be one. There can only be one. Life's work. 200 million souls. Tell me who has won 200 million souls in their lifetime. There can only be one, Billy Graham. Hallelujah. So in your life's work, your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Let's find our life work and begin to work it. Begin to pursue it. Begin to go after it. You will not be tired. You will be doing your secular job. But as you are still also doing your life's work, that life's work is what gives you the energy even to keep on going. To not be that you will be tired. You will be weary. I wonder where Bishop Dad gets his strength from. But you see, when you are doing the work of God to a certain level, it is the Spirit of God. It's the Holy Spirit. 
It's a strength. Today is here. Tomorrow is here. You will see now is here. Then he's doing this. Then he's here. Then he's here. Then he's here. It's like every day if you track him, the man is moving from country to country, preaching from people to people. At the end of the day, when you go and stand by, he said that the people who are working with him, they are the ones that get tired. They go to the crusade ground. The security men, they get sick. Then he is going. The people who are supposed to protect him, you will see no one of them is sick. Then he, he is still preaching. It is the spirit of God. They that wait upon the Lord, they renew their strength. When you are about your life's work, you are doing the work of God. Every time you are with him, your strength is being renewed. May God renew our strength. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Mm, that is your life work. Your life work is the work of the Lord. Hallelujah. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Not your labor in Uncle Sam. Your labor in Uncle Sam is in vain. Yeah. It's in vain. Your labor in Uncle Sam is in vain. So I encourage everybody that is sitting here. Find your life's work. Find something you can do for God. Find something that God has called only you to do. Amen. Hallelujah. No matter your age, there's something that you can do. Finally, your life's work make you become a blessing to others. That's it. So you felt that when you, pay, you, 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 you get your life's work, you not have much. You, you not have much to help others. But in your life's work, you be a blessing. One psalmist said, I am blessed. Blessed to be a blessing. I am blessed. I live under an open heaven. Blessed that all may see is Christ. Is Christ in me. You are blessed. Because when you find your life's work, you will be blessed to be a blessing. May we find our life's work and may we be blessed to be a blessing. May it come to pass that men will see that truly this person is blessed. May people marvel and wonder, when did this one also come? We have been here way long before they came. But they have found their life's work. And in your life's work, there is a blessing that comes upon you. So that you can be a blessing. I say a blessing comes upon you so that you can be a, what a blessing and finally in your life's work your talent will be revealed your talent will be revealed in your life's work your talent will be what revealed it shall come to pass men will all of a sudden see that hey we didn't know that this person can sing like that Hey, we didn't know this person has a lot of energy like that. I'm a totally different person when I'm in the pulpit and when I'm at my job place. So people think I, I have, I'm bipolar or something. I have double personality. They can't, they can't understand. One time, one, one of my students came here. Another time, a colleague came here. She looked at me, said, I thought it was you, but... I didn't know if it was you. I said it was me. 
because that quiet guy, all of a sudden, it looks like he's different. In your life's work, your talent will become apparent. May it be our story. Shall we rise to our feet? In my life's work, I'll be a believer. We believe the word of God has actually come down to you, and you have been blessed. Come join our services at 4200 Bellrad Drive in Louisville, Kentucky, this and every Sunday at 10 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m.